0: So I've always kind of prided myself as not being a high maintenance person, because in my mind, being high maintenance is a negative thing, and it's not something that people want to be around necessarily. So I decided to Google the definition of high maintenance, and the definition, the informal definition says, demanding a great deal of attention, money, or effort. And then the example sentence says, His high-maintenance girlfriend refuses to get engaged without a big diamond ring. And that definition, the the example of the definition, is the picture that I don't want to be. I don't want to be viewed as high-maintenance or needing too much. And I find that definition and the example kind of funny because... What I've actually learned recently is if your your mental health is good and your physical health is good and your spiritual health is good and your relationships are good, life is naturally high maintenance. Maybe not in the sense of needing money, but an effort and time that is needed to have a well-balanced life is extremely high maintenance to the point where it's exhausting. I've been talking with my therapist about trying to have better communication skills and better relationships and better self-care. I am horrible with self-care. I was horrible. I've been much better now. But it's just kind of funny how, and self-regulation, and how if you are exercising more and doing better self-care your your emotional regulation is easier to control and if your emotional regulation is under control then you can communicate better with others and if you can communicate better with others your relationship is better and it's just kind of a, a this gigantic domino effect but it begins with truly taking care of yourself and I think your family too and it is very high maintenance. It's, it's tiring to try to constantly have everything in a proper balance. And on top of all that, try to be a good parent every day that you have your kids. And that in itself is high maintenance. And then you throw in COVID and how you parent during COVID and how you have relationships with others during COVID and that can be high maintenance. In the sense of the amount of effort and time that all of these things take. And it's just kind of funny how my initial view and exactly what that example on Google said is what I think of high maintenance. But it's I don't actually think it should be viewed as such a negative thing. Yes, with the example of the diamond ring and everything that, you, that the girl must have, which also let's talk about that for just a quick second. Men can be high-maintenance, too. That example made it about a girl with a diamond ring, but men can be high-maintenance. But that's another day. But I found that when with, doing, with just starting at self-care, because it can be so overwhelming with how many things you have to incorporate to have a good, healthy life, I started with trying to be better with self-care so that I can have better self-regul emotional regulation. And so I've started to do yoga, I think I'm slightly addicted. I've done it nine out of the last ten days, and I'm obsessed. And it feels great. It's it's my it counts as my thirty minutes of exercise for the day. I'm I feel more physically like my shoulders and my chest and my posture. I feel more open and straight. <laughs> um, I feel more calm. My therapist recommended to try to do meditation, and I just don't think I'm there yet. I, I have a very hard time just sitting still and in the stillness and the breathing. The yoga, I think, is a great kind of compromise with that because I'm still moving, but there's a lot of stillness and breathing, but I'm so focused on trying to do the moves correctly that it distracts my mind from the stillness, if that makes any sense. But I really love it, and I feel like it helps with my stress level. It helps with anxiety. It helps with getting me to sleep better. It's just... It's almost medicinal. So I think I'm turning into a bit of a yogi. Don't judge me for it. I love it. But I have seen that I feel like... And maybe this is a placebo effect. And you know what? If it's a placebo effect, it is what it is. And what's the harm in it? But I do feel like I've been able to maybe have more patience. Especially, I have a three-year-old. So sometimes the three-year-olds, they really test you and they push you and... I try to be so aware that it's not her fault. Well, I mean, it kind of is her fault because she's one being crazy sometimes. But it's my responsibility to be the adult and to be the one who maintains the patience and and does have that emotional regulation to be able to be frustrated at the same time without showing my frustration. Not that she can't see frustration, but, you know, negatively showing my frustration it's kind of funny because if anyone out there who has three-year-olds you know that they're like little parakeets and now she's repeating everything that i say and when she gets upset with something she'll say to me i'm not mad mommy i'm just frustrated (laughs) which is what i tell her too sometimes so it's funny to hear a three-year-old go oh i'm not mad mommy i'm not mad at you i'm just frustrated (laughs) but anyway um i do feel like with this self-help i'm sorry self-care that I've been able to slow down mentally and kind of just take a breath and not let, especially my three-year-old's temper tantrums, just, I mean, I still get frustrated, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm this peaceful inner yogi yet, maybe one day. But I, I'm able to be frustrated while still handling her and helping her navigate her emotions because it's very hard to battle with it sometimes when you're frustrated and she's frustrated and you just want her to stop and she just wants something and i'm able to navigate all that a little bit better i think which is huge i've also gone into trying to get better at expressing what i need and what i want and sometimes that just means saying no to some people and I am so bad at saying no. I don't know why, but just the, the thought of a conversation of how am I going to say no to this person makes me anxious. Because what if they get mad? And what if, I don't even know what I think the what ifs would be because saying no isn't really not that big of a deal, but it is. It's so crazy. And I try to, I'm trying to get my three-year-old to be prepared to hear no not even just saying no, because she always wants someone to do something with her and she always wants family members to do things with her. And I tell her, I go ask them. They might say yes, but they might say no. And if they say no, it's okay. Because I also want her to be able to hear no. She's great at saying no. (laughs) She says no to everything. But I think that's just the age. Hopefully it's a phase. But I want her to be able to hear no and respect other people's no. Because one of the things that I hate, especially when people do it to my daughter, is my daughter might say no to wanting something, even even a hug goodbye. Do you want to give me a hug goodbye? No. Oh, come on. It'll make me so sad if you don't give me a hug. I, I don't like the manipulate, And I don't, it's not purposeful. I really don't think it's purposeful. I think it's just, I don't know, a natural reaction. But, oh, you'll make me feel sad if you don't give me a hug when you leave. But I want her to stand... I mean, it's nice for her to give a hug to her family members when she leaves. But if she doesn't want to, I want her to stand on that ground and say, I don't want to. And it's not her responsibility to make others happy. I know it might sound like I'm being a little dramatic about a hug goodbye, but it's a very simple place of no and respecting it. And I'm, I'm trying to practice it myself because I know that as a parent... You're the example that they follow. And I see it. She repeats everything that I say. And even her emotions, the way she's showing her emotions, it's very similar to mine, which at times is a little bit um, nerve wracking because I know I can handle myself better in certain situations and I don't want her to do what I'm doing, if that makes any sense. Not always. I don't want to make myself sound like a monster, but um, just more self emotional regulation So saying no. And right now with COVID, it's kind of this weird time because I feel like a lot of people are over it. A lot of people are over COVID. They're over the restrictions. They're over the masks. They're over social distancing. They're over not seeing their families. And I get it. I'm over it, too. However, I have my three-year-old. I also have a six-month-old. And... My three-year-old is great with wearing a mask. She wears it no problem. She wears it at the playground. She doesn't complain. As long as I'm wearing it, she will keep it on. But if I take mine off, she looks at me like, well, that's not fair. And she takes it off. But my six-month-old, you you can't, I don't, I think under two years old, they don't recommend putting a mask on, but definitely not younger than one because I don't think she can breathe if I put a mask on her. And it's weird because I'm saying no to a lot of things more because of the th- the six-month-old than my three-year-old. And I feel like some people are respectful of my nose, and some people are um, irritated or think that I'm being overly cautious. And that's where I'm learning to have to kind of stand my ground with it because... In the past, I would care enough to the point where I would bring my, do- my six-month-old daughter somewhere just because, oh, I don't want them to be mad at me. And now I'm saying, no, if I don't feel comfortable with my six-month-old around other people, then I'm not going to take her somewhere. And I'm, I feel more confident in being able to say no to those things it's kind of funny that I'm hearing myself talk out loud and it it sounds so simple of, of course you're the mother. If you don't feel comfortable bringing your daughter somewhere, then you don't do it. It's very simple, but I would just be so stressed out with the no of I'm not going that I would actually take her even in a place where I felt that it was not safe with COVID. So I'm glad that I'm able to shift that around. And it's also, you know, it's hard with the COVID stuff because There's a fine line to me. It's been since, what, we can call it March of 2020, and now it's June 2021. It's been over a year. And part of me understands that, yes, we need to get back to life, and we need to get back to normalcy, and we need to get back to our family gatherings and seeing each other. But at the same time, I say no my six month old and my three year old they're not vaccinated and let's the vaccines we really there hasn't been enough time to to know for sure how um, safe these vaccines are i am vaccinated and my husband is vaccinated because i want we wanted to do everything in our power to protect our girls and the rest of our family but i hear of people who are vaccinated who are getting covid which is terrifying because i thought that by getting vaccinated i was safe and i was protecting my girls but when i hear these people who are vaccinated and they're getting covid it just makes me want to say no to everything (laughs) i mean there's family that i haven't seen since january of 2021 and i still haven't seen them and i've said no to things recently to see them because it would be more than 40 people at a house. And I don't feel comfortable with that, even though most of them are vaccinated. It's hard. It's hard to, to know what's right and what's wrong with all this COVID stuff, but I'm sticking to my gut and I'm sticking to my guns and I'm sticking to my nose. Very sticky. And I feel confident about it. And I feel good about my decisions and my my decision with my husband too thankfully he and i are he's a little bit more on the get back to normal side but he respects and understands where i come from with the hesitation of that but i think with doing all my yoga doing the it's helping with my emotional regulation being a good mom to my girls I think I'm protecting my girls. I don't think I'm overprotecting. I really don't know, but that's that. my opinion is that it's not overprotecting. And still having good relationships with my friends. My parents I'm having good relationships with. I feel like I'm communicating better. And it's funny because there's so much time and effort that I have put into all of this self-help, I guess you could call it, and it is tiring. I feel like with all this work and effort and time that I'm doing to better myself and better those around me, not better those around me, but better my relationship with those around me, I feel like I have nothing left for anybody else who's not in my circle. (laughs) Um, I feel like I only have so much to give, and I'm being picky, I guess you could say, with who I want to give, and anyone who's not inside of that circle, I just don't have time. I don't have time for you, and it's going to be very interesting for me when I go back to work in August. I'm a teacher, and I actually stopped working physically in February, the end of February, because I had knee surgery last year. And when I finally recovered and was ready to come back from the knee surgery, we had shut down because of COVID. And then we stayed online and we stayed online uh, in August of 2020. And then when we went back physically to school in October of 2020, I went on early maternity leave because I was pregnant and I didn't feel comfortable being pregnant at school with, you know, 50 kids. I'm a PE teacher, so there's a lot of kids. So I haven't been in school with co-workers and with other students since February of 2020 and I've worked on so many things for myself that it's going to be very interesting for me to almost watch myself and how I can, can maintain that emotional regulation and maintain the, the proper communication, the assertive communication and we'll see how all that pans out with with my coworkers because as I was just saying that I don't have a lot left for people who are not in my circle and sometimes the workplace can be filled with drama and filled with negativity and filled with people who have their own crud going on in their life and sometimes I would catch myself getting caught up into that negativity and just the feeling of I'm here and now I feel kind of You know, like the wilted flower in the cartoons when someone walks in the room, you just kind of like the flower just kind of dies and falls over a little bit. Sometimes that's how it feels. And it's I'm hoping that I've done enough work on myself and I'm continuing, but I'm hoping that I've done enough time and effort into what I want to be that I can be in a setting like that and still be positive and still communicate effectively and still be happy and go to work and accomplish what my daily goals are at work. So I'm excited to see how that all pans out. But again, it's just funny because when you think of, oh, I'm just going to just gonna do a little self-care and do a little work on my communication. And it sounds so simple, but when you tie every single thing together and you see how interconnected everything is and domino effect everything can be, It is extremely high maintenance of your time and effort, but I think if you're able to put in all of that time and effort into yourself, I think life is easier. It's weird because it takes so much to do it correctly, but I think once you figure it out, I'm not saying I have everything figured out, please. I know that sounds like I'm like, I've got all the answers. I don't think I have all the answers, but I think that I have bettered myself enough to where I feel happier and I feel more effective in my life and I feel more empowered. I don't really feel like I was, maybe people think that I was confident, but I don't, I didn't really truly feel it. And I feel more confident and more empowered. And it's just a great feeling. I feel like I can physically stand taller because of the confidence and the empowerment. So I hope that continues, but I just wanted to give you guys a little snip of my self-improvement journey. I know I have been uh, MIA for quite a bit, but it's just been a lot of time spent and effort spent on bettering myself. And I feel like I just wanted to come on here and share that part of my journey with you because I think it's important to self-reflect and always try to be growing and changing for the better and allowing more positivity into your life. So um, thank you for listening today. And I hope to come on here soon with something else for you guys to listen to on Riker Explains It All and share more of my thoughts.